Michelle, how's it going? Oh, you know, just love it, man. Love it, love it, love it. Can you believe it's true? I was just going to ask you. <laughs> I posted on my Instagram that we are in the sixth month of the year, which means we're halfway through the year. And someone came for me and was like, we're not halfway through June. So we are not technically halfway through the year. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I'm doing what I said. I don't like the other people do, which is jump forward in time. Round up. Do not round up time-wise. Don't round up. We are (laughs) squarely in the day of June 6th as we record this. (laughs) Although I would would round up to it's it's the end of the day. Ah, it's past three o'clock. It might as well be over. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Truly. The brain is gone. Yeah. (laughs) So let's just see how this episode goes. Mm, Can't promise anything. (laughs) And that's actually why we're here. (laughs) Because it's kind of a perfect time of year to do a little reset. Is there like a moment where you like to do a mid-year review? I don't know if I have specifically done it in the same month. I'm very much a back-to-school loving kid. Mm-hmm. So usually kind of end of August, I'm having that feeling. Yeah. But I also feel like right now, I don't know, in LA, it's a little bit of June gloom vibes. Mm-hmm. There's been that recently. And I'm preparing for a few weeks of travel. So I also feel like it's a reflective time. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you? I've always felt like summer, it's probably from school days, but mm-hmm. like summer is this almost like downtime where you yeah. can kind of like move in silence and like tinker and also play mm-hmm. before you have to really like settle down and dig in. And so I like this time because even though I like to just kind of review like, okay, what did I say I wanted to do in January? Am I close to doing that? Where <laughs> am I really far off? And I just have to reassess and sort of reorient myself in the direction that I want to go in. And then I feel like summer gives me this like free time to go and explore that thing. Like whatever my new goals are, maybe go learn or experiment or get away or get inspired. Because sometimes I'm just like, I got no no thoughts, no thoughts. just a smooth brain. I'm burnt out or feeling yeah. burnt out. And summer kind of revitalizes that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I always feel like summer solstice is a nice time because it's that true midpoint. Yes. Longest day of the year. Yeah. It's definitely a portal moment. Yeah. It's important to not mistake that unplayful time for something else as unproductive or whatnot. And I think to your point, a lot of people are burnt out from just accumulated things over the past two years that have led to that. Yeah. Many things, especially a lot of what's been happening in the past few weeks and months. And I think that taking time to rest and play and be easy with some light intention is a nice way to approach We know that it's necessary for our brains and also our intuition. Like when you get too sort of analytical and regimented, I would even say disciplined with yourself, like your intuition doesn't really have any place to go. And I think ritual is really important, right? Mm -hmm. Like or being creating a system around yourself that supports you, but you still need freedom and play in order to like really download the things that are supposed to come through, you know? Yeah. To create the space for them to come through, to be able to hear it. Yeah. Like we're going on a team vacation pretty much. Um, It's like an exploratory, let's go get inspired. And like we're going to Italy as a team and we're going to just go maybe make a few podcast episodes, but we're not approaching this in the same way that we approach like our typical work sessions where we all are together, which are super intense. (laughs) Very productive. (laughs) Extremely productive, but we're all like exhausted afterwards. This is not so much that. It's a little bit more... Like, let's just go be inspired and see what comes out of that. Because as really creative and intuitive people, you need it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's the fuel. It's true. The, the best stuff comes from that. You might be hearing a lot of this talk about system spells and wondering, what is this? System spells is our class under the Notion for Magical Bodies universe where we teach you, squiggly-brained listeners like us, how to use systems to help you thrive so you can feel like you have your shit together, which is a really nice way to feel, honestly. A lot of what we teach in this class is about how to set up systems for your business, but it doesn't stop there. It can be for any part of your life. And it's really to help you organize and streamline processes in your life that you feel might be holding you back from getting the things done that you want to get done. Exactly. I'm not a naturally organized, clean, tidy, deliberate, disciplined person. I'm just not. I have ADHD. I'm intuitive. I'm really creative. And I'm good at a lot of other things. Organization is not one of them. And in order to run your own business or go do things in the world, you kind of have to be able to follow through. So the whole point of the system spells class is to teach those of us who are not naturally really good at these things, who don't like to use a Google calendar, who've never kept up with a planner in their lives, how to stay on track and actually build systems that work for us in our brains rather than work against us. And we've heard from so many of our alumni that this class has literally changed their lives, which is the highest compliment. And we actually have a system spells intensive coming up on June 18th and June 19th. Instead of taking the class over two weeks, you'll take it over two days. So if you love to binge on Netflix or you love to binge this podcast, you will absolutely love our system spells intensive. And you can sign up at notionforbaddies.com backslash system spells. We'll put the link below. I think that this is a good time to obviously check in and, and figure out like gut check. How do I feel? What do I need? Mm -hmm. And also like what's been working and what has not been working? Because if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like something's not working for you. Yeah, sometimes it's interesting to think about, oh, what has been easeful that I didn't expect to be? Mm. And then what has been stickier, but to reflect on that and say, mm, what do I want more of? What do I want less of in the next six months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like where am I really efforting? And I don't know about you, but I relate efforting to not having pleasure mm -hmm. in something I'm doing. And I can do things that take a lot of my time and brain power, but they're really pleasurable to me, like yeah. making content, even though it takes us a lot of time. like. Making this podcast takes us a lot of time, it's true. but it's always fun. But there are other things where I'm like, oh, <laughs> so much. I'm tired. Can't yeah. do this thing. And that's a good sign that it's like something has to shift because that's not sustainable. Yeah, this is an interesting time to think about sustainability mm -hmm. because it's so cliche, but true that it's really about compounding habits for so many of the things that at least I want to do in my life are really boiled down to small acts consistently. Yeah. And it's so easy to forget that for one or take it for granted. So it's really a great time to look at, okay, that's not really lining up with what I say I'm doing yes, or what I think I want. Yeah, James Clare has that amazing analysis of like, if you just focus on being 1% better mm. every day, which mm -hmm. is a small amount, you don't have to climb the mountain on the first day. By the end of the year, you'll be 365% better, which is way fucking better than when you started. That's, that's a quantum leap. But it means that you have to have incremental growth every day, to your point. You got to be consistent with it, as opposed to sort of like fits and starts. So I love what you just said about prioritization and mm -hmm. how you're spending your time. Let's talk about it. It's. I feel like we have our NPR voices on today. I feel like I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our sweaty balls. <laughs> sweaty, sweaty balls. Okay, prioritization. This is a real, like, bitch slap when you hear this. So, okay, 
what are your priorities, listener? Just say them out loud. Whatever they are. Maybe three to five, five to ten. Family, work, health, spirituality, community, etc. Whatever they might be. Now, think about how you spend your time. Do your priorities match how you spend your time? Because guess what? How you spend your time will reflect what your true priorities are. Instead of saying, I don't have time to do something, say to yourself, that's not a priority for me. Anytime you're like, oh, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to call my mom. I don't have time to go to the grocery store and get something healthy. Say to yourself instead, that's not a priority for me. Mm -hmm. It's not a priority for me to call my mom. It's not a priority for me to eat healthy. It's not a priority for me to be healthy in my body and help with my stress. Also, that's kind of a quick way to understand, is it actually not a priority or there's another reason you're resisting it? Right, right. Yeah. I feel this a lot because mm-hmm. I have like friend anxiety, you mm-hmm. know, as an ADHD person mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I don't want to call them back, but I do want to talk to them, but I don't want to call them back. Yeah. Like, is it, are they really not a priority to me? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. It's just that I'm uncomfortable. And right. I just yeah. got to get over it. <laughs> well, not you just need to get over it, but also a friend mentioned this to me. Another way to use prioritization is if you can't make a decision and you feel confused, you're like, I don't even know what I want. Mm. I can't make this decision, which happens a lot. Yes. When we have so much choice as we do it in life right now mm-hmm. for so many different reasons. Instead of asking yourself constantly and weighing the pros and cons and trying to figure it out, look at what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. How are you spending your time, money, energy between those decisions that you say you can't decide between? And usually it'll point you in the direction of what you actually want or that you're at odds with what you're currently doing. I feel like we've been getting that question a lot and creators cashing in it. Like, mm. where do I start? How yeah. do I prioritize? And it's something that we, we focus on so much in system spells yeah. because you have to start somewhere when you build a system. Yeah. So figuring out first off, yeah, what matters to you? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you care about? Because often we don't know. And often we've never been asked. Yeah. We've never been asked, well, what do you think? What mm-hmm. do you like? Other people have told us how to be, how to think, what matters to them. Society has pushed its priorities on us. When we really stop and ask ourselves, does that matter to me? Mm -hmm. We come up empty because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so there's no energy like forward motion in the, let's say, getting a better job Mm -hmm. or buying a house or whatever it is that's getting married that society tells you you have to do in order to to fit in and be acceptable. We're like, I just like, I'm not feeling, not vibing on that. (laughs) Exactly. There's a mismatch. So what do you do? (laughs) how does one go about this go about figuring out what your priorities are yes well yeah i think you have to just ask yourself first like what do i want and that's where i think future visioning really helps Mm -hmm. because often in the moment i'm like well i want a million things Mm -hmm. and what i want doesn't matter what's better for other people matters (laughs) anyone codependent here that might resonate with you but when i can just jump on the timeline in the future, three years, five years, 10 years, usually further away. And I can see like, what kind of life do I want to have Mm -hmm. around me? What matters to me? Who's around me? How do I feel? My priorities become a lot more clear because it's almost like my day-to-day stuff is more vague. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not just basing your decisions on immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about like making a quantum leap or Mm -hmm. future visioning, We talk about embodiment. Mm. And if you look 10 years into the future for yourself, Mm -hmm. just close your eyes and get centered and ask like the timeline to take you there. If you see like stillness, calm, Mm -hmm. nature, family, like those are all things that you can prioritize today. Mm -hmm. 
and immediately begin to embody that future version of you, mm -hmm. which is what creates a quantum leap, which helps you collapse the timeline. But really, it's just because you you focus on your priorities mm -hmm. as opposed to like all the other static that's getting in the way. It's also a way to just cut through a lot of the confusion and noise. A lot of these like productivity books, mm -hmm. I feel like come back to another book we always reference, Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Yeah. yeah which has such a basic principle. And I also appreciate this book isn't very long. No, it's um, also a great audiobook. Mm, very fast audiobook. Nice. Yeah. It's a good remind. I, I feel like I've read it a few times. Me too. You just need refreshers because our society and our lives are not designed to be essentialists or mm -hmm. minimalists. Mm -hmm. It's We're always kind of being asked to do the opposite. And one of his main points is that you can do anything, but you can't do everything especially all at once. Mm -hmm. And so realizing that by prioritizing and choosing things more specifically at one point in your life doesn't mean that you can't have or do the other things. It actually probably means that you can at a different time versus spreading yourself too thin and not moving in any direction specifically. I love that saying. I think it's very liberating. Yeah. Even though it feels maybe like it's shutting down, you can do mm. anything, but you can't do everything. I'm like, oh, you're right. Just like you can't multitask and do magic, which yeah. we say all the time. Like you can do magic. You just can't also be watching Hulu. Exactly. <laughs> you can do, but you can do both those things, just yeah. not at the same time. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. Everything in its due time. Life is long, as Ethan and I like to tell each other. Life is long. We've got mm. plenty of time. Yes. You know? Okay. So once we've like figured out our priorities, mm. what happens next? If you're sitting as a listener here on this episode mm. and you're like, okay, Looking at my goals from January, <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Or maybe they're looking like half of them are looking really yeah. good. And the other half, you're like, I forgot I wrote that down. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you didn't even write goals down. You're like, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> Do not know if I've made any traction in any direction. Feel like I'm a little bit on a treadmill going nowhere. But I'm working a ton and I'm exhausted. But I'm not really seeing results. Mm. Great time to reprioritize. Yeah. And take whatever your priorities are now, like when you think about your future vision, when you think about essentialism, and build a new system for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I would also say, I think starting with what hasn't been working for you is key. Because you can let it go. And for you, Wallace, mm -hmm. how do you know when something hasn't been working for you, whether it's a process you've created for yourself mm -hmm. or a relationship or a project that you're working on? How do you kind of touched on it like something might feel out of sorts but how do you really like get clear on that because I think it comes up so much mm -hmm. in silly things from like how we clean our house yes. or how we keep our house or how we pay our bills yes. to like how we actually do our work two things come to mind immediately and we talk about this a lot in system spells if you're not using a system, it's not working. <laughs> even if you think you should, even if you're like, this is the thing for me. I recently have been using post-its more around my house. Nice. And I've always avoided that because I'm like, that's corny. That's fucking tacky. <laughs> but it works. It do work. It works for me for little things, like mm -hmm. bigger things I like to have on Notion that are kind of ongoing. But things like... Don't forget that you have things at the tailor. Yes. And they're only open on this day. You have to go pick it up or else you will fucking forget. Yeah. And even if I have it on my calendar, sometimes it'll get pushed or whatever. That's just a small example. But knowing that I'm not somebody where 
certain types of lists or journals are going to work and mm-hmm. figuring out which ones work for me mm-hmm. and just not wasting your time trying to fit yourself into a system that you're like, clearly that's not my jam. Yeah. That's not my style. So if one, if I'm not using it, <laughs> yeah, you're like, mm, it's really pretty. Haven't touched it in the last six months. It's a no go. And the second big thing is if it feels like I'm walking in deep mud. Yes. And I'm trying to jog or I'm not even jog. I'm just trying to walk. (laughs) Just leisurely walk. (laughs) And I'm like, this is so effortful. Yes. It feels not totally painful, but almost because it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. So for me, frustration is a big one. Mm -hmm. MG. Uh, Yeah. It's my not self thing. (laughs) So usually that's when I'm like, I have to revisit this. I have to rework it or I have to let it go and allow it to come back in a different form. Yeah, that reminds me of the framework of agile. Mm, That's a system of way of doing things. And Mm -hmm. it's building like an agile system. You think about the work not done versus the work done. You want to minimize work as much as possible. You want to do the least amount of work. You want it to be agile. You want it to be like water just like flowing down Mm -hmm. a mountain. Like that's it no effort, the the smallest amount of effort that's needed. And yeah, if you feel like you're always efforting, first off, you're going to burn out. Yeah. And second, another great concept from Agile is you should be able to sustain the pace that you're at indefinitely. And that's something I have to remind myself of a lot because I find... I don't really think our society is done. I think it's a really important idea that we need to aspire to because... Exactly. Sustainability. Yes. On all accounts. Yes. We are like pulling fossil fuels from the environment just at a rapid rate and burning through this planet. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's completely unsustainable. But I think like personally, it's also important to think about because I noticed myself being like, okay, this next two weeks, I just have to like push really hard. I have to like get through this and then I'll have downtime. And I don't really do that. I don't really create downtime for myself. I have a vacuum of where I was like exerting my energy. And so I just fill up, especially... I used to fill it up with more stuff, with mm-hmm. more commitments, with mm-hmm. more stress. And mm-hmm. that's partially because of my brain chemistry. I'm like looking for stimulation all the time because I have ADHD, mm-hmm. as a lot of intuitive people do or squiggly brain people do, as we like to call it. We need stimulation and we need to be overstimulated in order to like have any motion. Otherwise, we'd completely stop. We, at least I'll speak for myself. I feel like I can't even trust myself to get re-inspired. Yeah. If I stop, then maybe I'll stop forever and I'll never keep going and I'll mm-hmm. never want to go back to work or whatever it might be. And so I've just got to keep that forward motion. It's constantly moving the target so that you keep the adrenaline going to keep the fire burning, but it's a cognitive distortion. Totally. Also, adrenal fatigue. And, yeah, <laughs> Ever heard of yeah. it? Overwhelm? Burnout? Familiar? Yes. But I love that concept of, okay, this pace that I'm working at, is mm-hmm. it actually sustainable? And asking myself that at the end of the week, does this feel good? Does this feel sustainable? Could I do this forever? If no, or if I was talking to you or my child or something yeah. and looking at their workflow or my friend and saying, yeah. you're going to burn out. This is not sustainable. You cannot yeah. keep going at this pace. That gives me more compassion for myself. And it's also where I, I'm like, oh, okay, that needs to shift. Because if I'm doing work at one o'clock in the morning or waking up at five in the morning to like finish something, that's just not eventually you're going to burn yeah. out or your work's going to be shitty or both. <laughs> Usually both. Yeah. But everyone suffers. So you said like walking in mud. For me, mm-hmm. it's clutter. I see piles or I feel like things pile up, right? Like, oh my God, I have, I haven't talked to any of my friends <laughs> and none of them. Like I've gone totally radio silent or I put off like 
reading the tarot or mm-hmm. just my own spiritual practice for yeah. too many days in a row. Or like I haven't gone to dance class in such a long time or mm-hmm. I haven't exercised and it feels like it like picks up steam and then like literal piles. And there's a pile of clothes in my room. Inevitably. <laughs> yeah. Or like <laughs> for a, me. a pile of papers on the table or my mm-hmm. desk is really messy. Even though I'm a naturally messy person, I know that means I'm not taking the time for myself because mm-hmm. I'm not prioritizing and not taking the time to shut things down and finish my day or Mm -hmm. start my day. And that means I'm working too much. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like that mental, emotional and literal clutter that I see that tells me something is broken here (laughs) because it doesn't need to be like this. And when I'm saying to myself, there's not enough time or I don't have time, I just have to remind myself, well, no. And what I'm saying is that's not a priority for me. That reframe is so helpful. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think can be helpful that I was reading about in a newsletter that I subscribe to by Dan Shipper. Hey, Dan. It's called Super Organizers. Sometimes those newsletters make me sad because I'm not super organized. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. This writer, Dan, he's got empathy. That's nice because I think the best productive organized people are either the ones who it's impossible for. Mm. for like people, us. people will say to me, like, you're so organized sometimes. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you really have no idea. Yeah. yeah but that's it, like you had to work so hard at it oh, that like you figure it out. Still. Yeah. Or people who it's just like it comes so naturally to them, like Marie Kondo, you know. Mm. So this newsletter, I will say I tune in and out of, I just click on it every once in a while. And it yeah. seems to deliver the appropriate message at the appropriate <laughs> time. Love a newsletter oracle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dan Shipper, you are that. And in this one recent newsletter, he talks about the difference between the exploration phase and execution phase. Mm. This particular one is called Why You're Not Doing Creative Work. Naturally, clickbait for me. Wait, I think I read this. Probably. I just, I, I wish he'd said exploration versus execution because I would have read it then. Right. <laughs> so what he goes into is how often people mistake the exploration phase and the execution phase. And mm. people will quit during the exploration phase because it feels like they're not making progress on their goal. They're not getting anywhere. But the reason that it's so important is in the exploration phase, you don't know what the thing that you're exploring is necessarily going to be yet. You don't have all the information that you need mm. or ideas. You don't even know what's important, what's not. And And he says, any little breeze in the wrong direction might blow you off course, Mm -hmm. which I think is so relatable. And in the execution phase, you are inspired. You know what the thing is. You know how to make it. It feels urgent. You can't help but sit down and do it. And the only way to get there, he uses this wonderful example of Elton John writing your song in 20 minutes. Mm. And so that was his execution. But the exploration phase is everything that happened before that. Which is a lifetime of things. That's like that Picasso anecdote. Mm. Yeah. And he says, in reality, you go back and forth between these phases often during a project, especially for a big project. Mm. And the really interesting thing is that the relationship between time and work output is different for each. Mm. So execution, there's a linear relationship between time and work output. And the more that you put in generally, you'll be able to get more done. So it's kind of easy to see the results. You're very satisfied. You're like, it's one-to-one. Yeah, exactly. You feel inspired. Things are moving quickly. The momentum is easy to keep up. And what's more tricky is that in the exploration phase, there's a nonlinear relationship between time and work output. 
So you're not really sure what you're making will be good or not. You're like, does this matter? Am I screaming into the void? That's like being an artist, man. We've all seen that graph of like, this is amazing. This sucks. I'm the best. (laughs) I'm horrible. This is genius. Uh, This is absolute garbage. I should destroy it. That's like being an artist. But that's totally totally the Art is exploration. Mm -hmm. I think it's less execution. And when you're not really sure what you're making, it's hard to stay on track and feel like it's still worth the time, energy. And to know that you're in this phase can be helpful. To Mm -hmm. have an aha, like it's not for nothing. Mm -hmm. I actually am in the exploration phase, I think can be very liberating. If you're like, oh, it's June. I didn't get that thing done. Fuck. But then really you're like, actually, I'm still exploring because I'm still looking for inspiration. I'm still researching. I'm still meeting people and talking to them about this thing. And it almost kind of removes a certain type of pressure to have a specific outcome, which I really like. I have a really good example of this, Mm. a holisticism example. Mm. So we just retired our paid community, The Cusp, Mm. and we opened it up for everyone. You should come join it. It's pretty fun. (laughs) It's not called The Grext, and it's really fucking fun, and it's free. But we like paid a, a designer to help us make this back end on Squarespace six months ago so that we could have a paywall so we could take things off Mighty Networks. It was like a whole thing. She did an amazing job. Shout out to Naide. But we never executed on it. And we both were kind of dragging our feet, but it was mostly me because I was in charge of the project. And I was kind of thinking about this the other day. I was like beating myself up. I was like, oh, I can't believe I spent that money doing that thing. We didn't end up doing it. But I realized as you're saying this, like I was still in the exploration phase of where this needs to go. And we weren't really sold on that idea, but we're like, "Eh, I guess we'll do this. Well, also we hadn't produced and made good for you yet. Mm -hmm. So it couldn't have been what it is today without everything in between. We still were exploring and trying to figure out the best way to deliver what the nut of that information was. Mm -hmm. If you're not subscribed to Good For You, it's our other podcast. It's really fun. Also fun. (laughs) But that was so hard. That was like such a long period of exploration, honestly. Like it was a year of exploration pretty much. Totally. We tried a lot of different stuff. Totally. think about that. And different formats. Yeah. We also were researching a ton. Oh, yeah. Like. And still are. Still, Yeah, absolutely. But have really found something that I think works so much better than Mm -hmm. what was working before and feels more easeful. Yeah. Because the cusp was totally working. Mm -hmm. It was just so much time for us to make that content yeah it wasn't the right format it was really hard yeah yeah but that idea of that research time I think Mm -hmm. can be really challenging especially for people who are natural students or seekers and Mm -hmm. I think lots of those types of archetypes are probably listening because when you do too much research you reach a point of diminishing returns Mm -hmm. or too much exploration where you're kind of like you've gotten all the information you need Stuck there. <laughs> yeah. And then when you have too much info, you actually can get like analysis paralysis because mm-hmm. you're always going to find yes. more evidence for what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. And after a certain point, you just have to like go try things. Yes. And execute. Mm-hmm. And then you can see measure. OK, that's failing <laughs> or that's working really well. Mm-hmm. And you can sort of reassess and move from there. But I think that people get stuck in that period of time. Absolutely. Just like you said, and then get frustrated because you're not, you don't feel like you're moving forward. Mm -hmm. And if you're not transitioning to the execution part in this wonderful newsletter, (laughs) Dan, we're going to have to link it more about that. So I'll link it. He, He kind of just leads with this introduction of the difference between the two. And interestingly enough, he puts it at the end of this part. He says, so when we talk about not having enough time to do creative work, What we actually mean is that we don't have enough time to do the exploration phase of creative work. Mm -hmm. So it could be either. You could be stuck in it 
mm-hmm. and you're not moving out of it into execution or you're not even allowing yourself enough time to explore. So you're kind of trying to force. Yeah. And I think this lines up with so much of what we talk about. With, we've talked about on this podcast with yeah. having a second brain and like yes, ambient research exactly. versus active research. Yeah. And we spend so much time taking in content. You are spending yeah. so much time taking in content just yeah. listening to this podcast, right? Yeah. And hopefully you're probably multitasking and doing other things. Mm-hmm. So this is somewhat ambient research for you. Mm-hmm. But our brains are not meant for storage. They're meant for cognition. So when we're doing ambient research and we're, you know, not necessarily making like time for three days to just sit down and put our head down and research and focus only on one thing, which is completely unreasonable for most people. Most of us have to do sort of ambient research all the time over a longer period of time in that exploration phase. It can feel like a waste because we're not able to recall whatever we've we've studied, basically. So the exploration doesn't, it doesn't feel like we've had time, quote unquote, to explore because it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. And we're not able to like take that information and transmute it into something useful to help us make a decision. It's like ambient noise almost. Mm. And then you feel like a real dirt bag because you've just been scrolling on TikTok or Instagram when you said you were going to be doing research and then you just feel bad about yourself and nobody likes that. You're like, what is this all for? What does it mean? (laughs) And then you're like, TikTok's not one of my priorities, but I'm spending so much time on it. We talk about this in system spells, too. One of the awesome things about making a second brain part of your review practice or however, however you write notes, like everyone has different ways of doing it. It doesn't have to be a second brain. It could be your notes app. I have a lot of very specific notes in my notes app that I transfer to like Notion later. And I've tried to do other things. This is an example. What works for you. But I'm just in the habit of always writing certain things in my notes app. It doesn't stay there. Yeah. But that's kind of my inbox. And it's just how it works. And I try to not do it. But so it's almost like whatever is sticking will go on Notion. It can be any way you want it to be as long as it works for you. But you can turn a lot of that scrolling, consuming that feels like it's not going anywhere into something useful, even if it's just like, oh. I now have a section for gifts on Notion where I just yeah. like save gift ideas. And Smart. it's actually really nice. I that- thought you meant gifts. No, I mean, <laughs> like, yes. Giphy. Yeah, yeah. I was like so smart. <laughs> I mean, I also have that. <laughs> we do. We actually do have a meme, a place where we store memes. Yeah. Yeah. All extremely important <laughs> for your sanity, for your health. But you can transform your relationship to a lot of the consumption and exploration Mm -hmm. so that doesn't feel all for naught yep yeah so much of the time like our negative self-talk and our meaning making of like oh me spending time on scrolling through this app means that i'm lazy means Mm -hmm. that i'm bad means Mm -hmm. that i'm whatever trying to cope and distract myself when really it can bring you pleasure and joy (laughs) and it can truly be research it's a bit of a reframe and also just like a check yourself like okay yeah to what end? Why am I scrolling around on this thing? And to our earlier point in this discussion of kind of checking in and where am I at? Maybe I didn't set any goals this year because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't know where I want to go. I'm lost. I'm too fucking tired. I can't even think about it. Yeah. One of the best ways to do this is to think about archetypes and future vision. 100%. It's yeah. kind of fun. It's way more fun. It's way more fun than making a goal, I would yeah. say. How do you want to feel? How do you want your life to look? And what are the archetypes of that future version of you mm-hmm. in that, whether it's alternate universe or parallel universe or future timeline of what we're in right now? Who is that person? And how can 
the priorities that you've clearly made for yourself in that version of your life be reflected in the actions and how you spend your time today. So figuring out, getting clear on your priorities and where it is that you want to go. Not even that. How is it that you want to feel in your life? And then also being honest about like what's really working and what's not working for you because you have to crowd out the stuff that's not working. Like you can't just add more things in and be like, well, this thing's shitty, but I'll just add this nice thing. That's not how it works. You have a limited amount of energy. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. So you got to crowd some shit out. If it ain't working, toss it. Let her go. If you don't have an orgasm when you have sex with your partner, that's got to change. Yes. (laughs) With or without your partner. Exactly. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) Then maybe if you're feeling stuck on a goal, Think about what Wallace was saying about exploration versus execution. Where are you? Reassess. Like, okay, am I thinking I'm in the execution phase, but really I'm still in the exploration phase? And how much more information do I need in order to make a decision to be in execution? What does that look like for me? And I think giving yourself parameters of like, okay, I'm going to research for like two more weeks for real. Or I'm going to actually start this project on July 1st Mm -hmm. really helps me personally. Or bring in some accountability, Mm -hmm. something we love here. Because Mm -hmm. I personally love to work with people. I like to work alone on some things, but I'm actually more of a fan of collaboration. You're a social butterfly. It's true. You are. So to get stuff done, I need other people involved. And you're a great collaborator. Oh, I think. (laughs) I'm humbled. Grab a buddy. Having an accountability buddy is always really helpful. So key. And... Be like gentle with yourself and remember that you're in this for the long haul, like and that your life should be sustainable. And that includes your intuition. If you have gone too long without hearing your intuition or letting Mm -hmm. your intuition guide you, then I would say that is not a sustainable way to live, my friend, Mm -mm. because you need that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like desperately. Oh, absolutely. And oftentimes I'll speak from the eye here when I'm feeling cluttered in my life is when I cannot hear my intuition. Mm. When I like feel like there's buildup everywhere, I'm just like, I, I'm just so in my head and I'm so anxious and it's really hard to hear mm-hmm. what comes next. And that's when I feel the most lost and kind of what I need to do when I'm in that moment is like declutter as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard because you're afraid that you're going to make the wrong decision, but don't worry, it will become clear as soon as that clutter begins to sort of settle. Mm-hmm. Like, and you'll know what to do or If you let go of the wrong thing, it's okay. You can always pick it up and try again. Well, hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you have some time, whether it's in the next few weeks or in the next few months over the summer to just take a beat and look around at the gorgeous life that you have and think about the life that you want. If you feel like some accountability, we would be thrilled, delighted, honored. If you joined us, we are doing a system spells intensive. Actually, it's really happening this weekend. (laughs) ASAP. ASAP Rocky. (laughs) It is happening on the 18th and 19th. And if you can't join us live for the entire time, you will still get the recordings. Yeah. It's our best selling class, Mm -hmm. System Spells. It's like the foundation of pretty much everything that we teach in Notion for Magical Baddies. And I think it's the class that we hear the most people say, like, this literally changed my life. It's definitely the class that we have most people cry in because they feel seen and heard and they feel like they can finally breathe. And it's such a wonderful class for witches. If you're allergic to the idea of systems, like I. I totally am. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by everything that you get out of 
notion for magical body system spells and we're doing it as this intensive two days because people love to binge this class mm-hmm. figured we'd meet you there <laughs> it's pretty life altering also yeah information it's pretty intense but it's also one of those things that when you're in the zone you don't want to stop doing it Mm-mm. because once it clicks you're like I'm here now. I live here now. (laughs) Oh, I need to redo all my systems immediately. (laughs) Yeah. And and this is a great time to do it. We did strategically plan this with summer solstice so you can work with the energy. This is like the best time to possibly do it. You know, you're welcome. And you can sign up at notionforbaddies.com backslash system spells. We'll put the link below. Would love to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The Twelfth House is produced by yours truly, Wallace Miller Blanchard. Our theme music is made by Nathan McKay, and our wonderful editing is done by Softer Sound Studios, who you can find more information about in our show notes.